Hey there, and welcome to our East Coast Church podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church and who we are, head to our website, eastcoast.org.au. From wherever you are listening right now, we hope that the content in this podcast blesses you. Welcome. We are here at our Cultivate podcast series for East Coast women in the garden. Um, And I'm so blessed to have Pastor Christy Mills with us here. And she is the executive pastor at Horizon Church, which is our neighbour church just up the road. Um, But you're also a friend, which has been such a blessing to me um, to have your friendship just genuine friendship as well. Chrissy, you are incredible. Everyone who knows Chrissy loves her. Like, and many people know you and just love the genuine heart that you have, which is, and this is a bit of a spoil for us to get to do something together, (laughs) I think. Yeah. So welcome. First time at East Coast. Um, We have the theme of cultivate over this year and as with all churches we've had to pivot and shift our plan but in doing that we've been able to have this podcast and really bring in different women uh, from their perspectives and cultivate our heart behind cultivate was to the definition of it is to bestow attention, you know, to produce a harvest and really think about the gardening analogy that sometimes where it's pulling rocks out of the soil and weeding and, you know, there's a lot of preparation goes into it and what many people may not know about you is that the preparation for the leadership that you're in now and often as someone afar you can make a an assumption and go, oh, look at Christy. You know, she's an incredible dynamic leader, preacher, all the things you do, but there would have been many seasons of cultivating things in your life. Is that correct? And would you be able to just share some of that with us? Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, Lou. It's a real, it's a spoil for me to be here actually. And you're right, we've been friends for a long time and kind of had a a shared journey that's intersected at a lot of different points. And um, I do love that we're neighbouring churches. I think that our area and our city is richer um, because we coexist in the same area. And I I love that. I love that we cross paths and um, you are a phenomenal leader. So thank you for hosting me. Um, In answer to your question about cultivating... I love the topic. You know, um, there's that beautiful scripture that says, guard your heart with all diligence because Mm. out of it spring the issues of life. And I think as a young person growing up in the things of God, I sometimes perceive that to mean to put walls around your heart and Mm. to lock out the bad stuff, uh, to keep in the good stuff. But really the sense of that scripture is actually to garden your heart, to cultivate Mm. it, to um, to actually take um, what God has given you and to really tend to it um, in in various sorts of ways. And so it's a much more freeing and a much more dynamic process. Um, I guess you asked the question in relation to leadership and um, looking at the snapshot now, I'm I'm actually turning 43 on... Monday. Are you? Our birthdays are close. Happy birthday. birthday? I just had it Saturday. So we're like a week apart. Happy birthday. Thank you. We should share a cake. We should. Absolutely. We should, you know, book some. Mm. Yes, we should definitely look at that. We'll talk about it later. We can talk about that later. Absolutely. But I think, um, you know, I look at 43 and 
really it has been a journey of cultivating. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to the things of God and leadership, you know, I probably sensed the call of God. I probably didn't call it that. But from about the age of nine, maybe wow. even earlier than that, mm. really sensed that God had um, put his hand on my life for, I'd probably describe it back then as something special. I just felt yeah. different. I felt like there's something different about me. And um Really then, if I had have known, you know, in my teens and 20s, what I, I know now, that really what that would mean is that God would take me on a journey of cultivation mm. um, and put me in all different environments, um, bring me across the path of all different people, take me through seasons of um, pain, um, of joy, of all different things that would all go toward um, shaping me to be usable for him. Um, So yeah, I guess... Um, I hope that kind of answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said because I've just been meditating and thinking about what God gives us. Like you said about we take what he's given us and we cultivate it. And sometimes we think that it's jobs, God's God, God's job um, to do the cultivating. But often he puts the things in our life and there is a part that we play in um, doing, you know, cultivating it putting attention to it and when Adam he put Adam and Eve in the garden he actually said like you cultivate it even though he'd given them everything he wanted them to cultivate the garden not him and so I think there's a part that he wants to partner with us in our lives and to just make that um do that journey with him it's not him do you know snapping his fingers and doing it all for us yeah I so agree with that it's interesting you talk about Adam and Eve, Um, I feel like um, part of the way that we bear the image of God Mm. um, is through that that creative um, part of who we are, that really um, God doesn't just set and forget, um, you know, in making us in his image, Mm. he actually calls us to be co-creators with him. And I I really believe, as you've alluded to, that um, that cultivating is a process of co-creation, like partnering with God in the creation of something, you know, through your life, yeah. really. Um, and that's kind of a heavy responsibility in some ways, but also it's very freeing, um, yeah, that we we get to engage in that process with God. You know, it's interesting with this whole um, restriction time, mm. for me, um, one of the things that I think God has really brought me back to is that um, it's not just set and forget and getting very, very busy with mm. life. It's actually taking time to, yeah, cultivate the, the visions and the dreams and the things that God's put in your life. So Yeah, wow. Yeah. And what did you find even for you personally? And I know we got to speak through isolation. It's been beautiful yeah. family time and I think being pastors – the pace is fast. Yes. It is a fast pace and you have little kids and both of us, you know, our husbands, like your husband works full time. Yes. Um, Felix is bivocational, you know, yes. with the church. And so a lot is happening. Mm. And I felt the gift of just that, that pullback. Like I started writing poetry, not well, yeah. but... <laughs> Um, yeah I like wrote a poem for everyone in my family and I just felt really free being able to just to play a bit you know and feel like I had space and time to 
do something even that I wasn't amazing at yes. but to grow and have it be private not for it's for no one yes. you know it's just between me and God so true I it's it is true and I, I mean I'm very careful about um I guess you know <laughs> talking about the benefits of these restrictions because yeah. I know that there's been people in a world of pain and maybe yeah. even some listening that you know have lost jobs or whatever and yes. I know this hasn't been yeah. an easy season for many but um I definitely have felt um, for me, you know, at, at the beginning of the year when I was seeking God about, um, you know, a word for the year and mm. some themes in a scripture, yeah. you know, uh, just getting a sense of what God may want me to focus on at the beginning of this year, um, I really felt all he gave me was family, that this yeah, year wow. would be a big investment into family. And, you know, I I am uh, I hold a, an executive role at our church and yeah. I work with very um, high-profile pastors, very mm. gifted pastors, mm. and we, we work and we travel at a fast pace and you know, I'm reaching and leaning into trying to pull out like God, but what about, you know, in ministry? What about and I just could not, for whatever reason, get any sense of um a word around that for me. For me, yeah. I felt like it was the simplicity of God saying it's an investment into family. Now I didn't assume that that meant stopping ministry and that's yeah. certainly in in no way has it done that. But I felt really this time of restriction has been really, yeah, time to invest again, time mm. to build and cultivate um, the foundation of our family, to yeah. invest in my children, to, to listen, um, to, I guess, as as a pastor, to actually pastor my kids and yes. to, to be developing and cultivating um, their um, relationship with God with them, um, to, to be shaping their character. And, yeah, it really has given additional time to do that and yeah. and and just I, I guess taking the hurry out mm, of me I feel yeah. like one of the enemies of you know really co-creating with God and and cultivating um you know the riches that he'd have us cultivate is actually that yeah hurry and I'm I am really susceptible to that unfortunately yes. it's one of my Achilles heels and the hurry can sometimes place like a panic or unnecessary, you know, yes. <laughs> panic that you think, no, things can wait. And that's yeah. been something I've learned in my journey of being able to let things wait that can wait and yes. knowing the difference between the two. And obviously in ministry, there's times when things are an emergency and it cannot yeah. wait, but there's other times it feels like an emergency and it's not. So true. <laughs> and it can rest yep. and I can either spend the time with God that I need um, yes. or with the family and just being able to have those focuses mm. and feel free within that focus. So true. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. I think, um, and you touched on it, we... Um, I guess as we move so quickly, we can lose that discernment of yeah. what is actually manufactured urgency and what is a real thing that God is saying pay attention to or something that a need that has to be attended to at that time. And, you know, really it's that that tyranny of the mm. urgent rather than the important. And I think, um, yeah, it's been a real refining season, this one, I've, I think, really to shake us all out a bit and, yeah. and um, yeah, take some of that manufactured hurry out of us um, so that we just slow down and actually um, become sensitive again to um, God's priorities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which that's what exact. There's mm. been so much pain. I think even globally, like as we're recording this, you know, the yeah. world and particularly USA is in a lot of term. And I think we're all feeling it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's some. There's this narrative that God's doing in yes. His church that you can't help but pick up on, and yeah. knowing that 
for me, I felt if I had a choice between doing life one way or the other this year with how we planned it, yes, I'd take from a structural point yes. of view and from a church planning point of view, not the pain or the disruption, yes. but being having permission to do something we've never been able to do, which is like yes. put pause on everything yes. um, and reassess. And as we re-enter that space of gathering, yeah. what are we bringing in and what are we going to not bring? That is so true. I think, um, you know, for us as ministers, mm. I think it's it's caused, um, you know, really, as we've allowed it, um, a, a real awakening in mm. us of God's true priorities. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I really pray and I, I believe that it will influence the next season. I think God is really um, leveraging. I don't think God's the author of pain and disruption. No, I don't, no. but I, I think he's a great economist. Yeah. Um, and I do think God is going to really use this to sharpen our focus, to increase our sensitivity. And really concurrently with us changing, I think there's a greater hunger in the world mm. too because really the systems of the world have been exposed that yeah. that they're insufficient and um, the things that people look to for security um, have failed, have crumbled. Yeah. Yeah. And really I, I think there's a greater spiritual hunger there and that I feel like there's going to be a convergence between what God's done in us as the church and the hunger that is in our world um, yes. for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I do feel that the next season is going to be that great harvest. Mm you know, within the church of people turning to God. But for us as yeah. believers that need to be the ones that, you yes. know, will, you know, shepherd those yeah. people, uh, there was a heart shift that needed to happen in our okay. lives as well. So and true. one thing, because I have you here, I wanted to <laughs> ask you about, you have this incredible gift of calling out like treasure in people and I know you've done that with our team and even me like whenever I see you you just have this encouragement but it feel it feels more like a gift it's not just lip service it's not just flattery you know which you know there's a difference between flattery and when there's deep encouragement that feels like the voice of God like I feel like sometimes you prophesy through your encouragement and call out the treasure would you say that is something that has been intentionally cultivated in your life or it's just you've always have you always had the gift of encouragement (laughs) you're so lovely that's really kind and I I really pray that's what people feel when I speak you know because I'm sure there's times when they don't feel that um but look I I think for me I've always had a keen interest in the prophetic um I remember very um early on um just, yeah, I started maybe about 17 or 18 really having a hunger to be more prophetic, to be more sensitive to what how God saw people and what he would want to say to them. Mm. Um, and I, I just um, would say in the pursuit of that, look, I've never seen myself in the office of prophet. I'm not in the office of yeah. prophet. It's not yeah. my call. Um, it's a different one. But I want to make sure that in my, um, the way I live my life, that I am prophetic and insightful yes. yeah. in my interaction with people. And I think we can all be. And all of us, you know, um, Paul says to eagerly de- desire spiritual gifts. And I, um, I've really seen that as an open invitation from very early to pursue that. Um, I think for me... Um, I've cultivated that largely through curiosity. Mm. Um, I I am curious about the things of God and, and always have been. And I've um, I I am 
I, I try to be an investigator that mm. I won't stop until I've found the answer. And um, I, I, I really pursued that whole thing, you know, from about 17 or 18. Um, but with that too, curious about people. Um, and I've really tried to um, cultivate a curiosity. In fact, I, I think there's just a natural curiosity there yes, that yeah. I love people's stories. Mm. I, I love hearing um, people's stories. And I feel like in listening to people's stories, I can see the God thread through it. I can feel the Holy Spirit um, speaking and prompting me as I listen to people's stories about um, a theme or a tapestry that he's trying to put together. Mm. Um, and I think with that too, um, God has really, I guess, pushed me and encouraged me to be bold. Um, I think, you know, I be really began to, you know, I guess if you call it a gift, uh, operate in it um, from my late teens, early 20s. And um, I, I sort of discovered I'd be at a wedding and strike up a conversation and begin to speak and find that the person would cry or open up yeah, more. Or yeah. I, I could feel the Holy Spirit moving with me and prompting me. And I feel like as you as you step out in boldness and as you learn ways to um, just be natural and real yes, in yeah. the delivery, which gives you a bit of boldness because it's not weird, um, yeah. I think that um, you grow in it. And so I would say the way I've, you know, to, in a nutshell, kind of cultivated the prophetic in just a very um, conversational way. Yeah. And in, I think, the way it flows for me is through encouragement. Prophetic encouragement is probably a yeah. great way to summarise that. I think I would say curiosity um, to investigate the things of God and to draw on God and make a demand on God to mm. increase it in you, but also curiosity about people because as we love people, you know, I, I think the highest compliment we can pay people is to be interested in them, to yes. be curious, yeah. to be a listener, and but to listen with the heart of God. Um, and then to be bold and speak out what we're, we're sensing. You know, I, just recently um, I, I was just at a checkout and just talking to the checkout operator and uh, just asked them, you know, uh, and God just prompted me um, you know, this person works for a particular company. They don't actually work for the grocery company. Yeah. Um, I want you to tell them they're going to be back in the other company. Wow. They're really upset. They're really down about losing their role in this mm. other company. And I was a bit gutless actually. <laughs> but I asked them the question, mm. do you work for? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, wow. I think it's that yeah. boldness just to step out and to do it. Look, there is always a bit of a risk factor yes. attached yeah. to it. But I think boldness, um, yeah, boldness pays off. And it can, I think too, when it's not about you, when I think for me, when, when it becomes about me, when I'm self-conscious and yeah more concerned about how I'm perceived or whatever, that's when I feel like things dry up or it, it's it, it's not flowing. When we start to – when I'm more concerned and more aware of the other person, I find the Holy Spirit flows really freely. Um, and, yeah, it's like the, there's no, the fear dissipates, the blockages dissipate, and there's a, a much greater flow when we're about loving and serving the other. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to step into that and just flow. That's right. And when yeah. it's natural – yeah, I, people are hungry for the spirit of God, the yes. voice of God, and when you just That's share right. it, yeah. it just brings so much life. And I think yeah. a lot of people at home listening to this, I just feel even within themselves, they're probably identifying and recognizing that they 
do that as well, but yes. are unaware. And often we can be operating in the prophetic in that yes. way, but unaware. And I find yeah. as we begin to go, oh, that's that was God. Yes. That was a prompting from God. That wasn't just me yeah. having a thought. And when yeah. I've begun, even when I've spoken things out on a Sunday morning and then people have come to me after and said, that was a word of knowledge for me wow. or that was, and then I began to think everything, not everything that I say is prophetic, but at yes. times when I'm declaring things, I need yes. to be more aware of the power backed mm. behind it. And I think, but it's getting out of the boat, isn't it? it and is. doing it in the small, it's mm. actually, it's so powerful just in a one-on-one conversation. Yes. Especially with a non-believer. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And like you said, people are more hungry than we realise. I think, yeah. you know, at times I've adopted a belief that, you know, they'll perceive me as the Christian weirdo or whatever. Yeah. But like more times than not, I have found people are so hungry. Um, you know, they... There, you know, it, it talks about in Ecclesiastes that God has placed eternity in the yes. hearts of men and yeah. women, and they don't even perceive it. Yeah. Um, but there is a naturalness, like there is God has created people. Um, you know, if we truly believe what the Word of God says, like God has created people in His image, which means that they have a spirit, which yeah. means that they are asking questions because they have eternity in their heart. And I think that, um, yeah, if we just if we really um, cultivate that boldness, you know, I believe we've, we will be met with more receptivity most yeah. times. Than, I, yeah, I found yeah. that as well, 100%. Yeah. That's my favourite scripture at funerals. Wow. I always quote it because I think yeah. we wrestle with the death yes. <laughs> because it's a separation yes. and we were never created to be separated, yes. you know, in relationship. So but true. we know we have that sense we were de- created to live forever yeah. and that's why is that eternity in our hearts. Yeah, so, so true. Yeah, you are amazing. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh, <No>. my goodness. <laughs> um, Thank God for kingdom friendships. That's hey. right. I'm yeah. so glad that God... Um, puts people together. I just, yeah, there's immense value in doing this journey together. Absolutely. And it does make our community stronger and unified. And I think the future for the church is going to be more of that, more friendship and more health. And yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, Lou. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Christy. And actually, maybe could you pray? I would love for you to just close in prayer and just for anyone that's listening, just at whatever time they've tuned in and maybe even be six months down the track, the Spirit of God transcends space and time. I'd just love you to pray for the women as we close. I love that. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I just really feel actually, um, even before I pray that some women need to realise, you know, there is more in you than you realise, that that God has put such riches in you um, and you think you've only got, you know, here's my humble offering. Um, And of course we come to God in humility, but like I think um, I'm going to pray that God really opens your eyes uh, to the fact that he's put so much more in your life than you would even realise consciously. And that, yeah, I'm even going to pray that God begins to awaken uh, the gifts of God in you mm. um, because the world is in need of it. It's not even about you, you know. It's going to be a joy for them yes. to use these gifts and to be activated because there's fulfilment in that. Um, but I think, um, you know, the world needs what you've God and when God wants to change the world, when God wants to influence even small corners and pockets and one on one, um, He doesn't use inanimate objects or 
moves necessarily. He uses people, women, yeah. just like you and me. So, so good. let me pray. I love that. God, I just thank you for mm. every person um, that has tuned in. God, I just thank you that you have put immense treasure in them. Lord God, you talk about treasure in earthen vessels, God. And Lord, you have put immense treasure, multifaceted treasure in every life, God. And um, I just thank you, God, that you're going to awaken those gifts and activate it, God, that this season of lockdown has um, sharpened focus. It's awakened gifts again, God. It's it's um, stirred up hunger. And Lord, would you take that in these women and would you activate them, God, to your service? Would you mm. activate them, God, in boldness, Lord God, uh, to, to be used of you in conversations with friends, God, in interactions with strangers, even those, God, that are um, pursuing vocation, Lord God, as teachers and nurses and business, God, would you activate them, Lord God, to be um, your Holy Spirit voice in those arenas, God. Lord, I just thank you for every person. Help them to cultivate God. Help them to walk with you on it, God, uh, just so that the world and our communities are blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I know you were blessed by that. And thank you so much. Oh, such a joy to be with you, Lou. Love you heaps. You too. Ciao. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media and follow this playlist to stay tuned on what's coming up.